God gave you a, a command. He said, you know, you're going to follow me and, and you needed to split from this beautiful girl who you're in love with. How did you do that? God just dealt with me about that scripture, how can two walk together except they be agreed. The house of your life, the house of your call, the house of your today, the house of your tomorrow, the house of your fellowship, the house of your provision is built on the Word of God. You can build on the Word. And what's built on the Word cannot sink and cannot fail and cannot fall. Welcome to Miracles Today, and I'm here with my very special guest, Bobby. Thank you for joining me on Miracles Today. Thank you, Pam. And I want to go right to a question, if that's all right. Yes. Um, you were raised in a Christian home, yes, but then at one point in your life, you left God. Yes, ma'am. What was that all about? Well, um, I was kind of uh, an overachiever in high school. Tell uh, me about that. What does that mean? Well, I... Uh, Made the Hall of Fame. I was uh, I graduated with a 4.25 grade point. Wow! Uh, I was in like what captain of the football team? Kind of. I mean, I did play football, ran okay. track. Uh, I did everything that I could do. Uh, had a girlfriend in high school. Uh, living in Pensacola, I've lived here all my life, and I've been to a lot of churches, and uh, I'd seen a lot of things, and but. Uh, there wasn't that particular church that, you know, my family liked. So I remember my mom waking us up every morning and watching a TV evangelist. And then one day you guys came along and, and uh, she introduced me to. Well, tell me what happened. Why did you walk away from God before you met uh, Doc and I? Well, I, I knew that God was alive, and yes. I knew that uh, there was a power that was there. I just never experienced it or seen it. And, what do you mean uh, by power? Uh, power demonstrations uh, where somebody actually got healed of a, or a miracle happening that took place, visible miracle that happened. You know, you hear about it all the time or, or you read it in the Bible and then you want a present day miracle that you actually see. And you've never seen that. And i had never seen that uh, in all my years growing up. Now tell me about your relationship with your dad because I think that had to play in the walking away. Uh, well, I mean, I was close to my father. My father worked uh, in another state uh, pretty much half the year. He was home a week, gone a week, and so I was closer to my mom than I was my father. And, uh, yeah, that, that played a, a role because I didn't have that father-son relationship like most families would have. And then what happened the, the day that you met um, Dr. Harfouche. Tell me about that. Uh, that was, I, that was a, just a, a changing point in my life. Um, I wasn't living the type of lifestyle that I should have been living. Which means what? Um, I was living with another woman at the time. Um, and you I, knew that Christianity says that's like not cool, right? Right, but that was at the same point where I just kind of ran yeah. from God and yeah. I had seen enough and I didn't see what I wanted to do. I knew that God was alive. You didn't want church. I didn't want church. You I didn't want, want religion. I wanted God. Yes, yes. And uh, 
just out of the blue one day, my mom had asked me to come, and for some odd reason, I happened to say yes. And, uh, <laughs> so I decided to come, and um, I saw Dr. Harfouche preach, and the Word of God that he preached that night, and the anointing that was flowing. And uh, I saw people come up, and they got ministered to. And Dr. Harfouche actually pointed me out, and this was the first time I ever came. And uh, he called me up, and he said that he had the Word for me, and uh, said that I was I had a call of God on my life and that I was called to preach and it totally bore witness with my spirit because I knew all my life that you know that's what I was called to do it's just I'd never seen the anointing and felt the anointing like I did that night and I know I'd wept like a baby that day and I've been here ever since so now what happened with this lady you were living with I mean how I mean how did you deal with that well, she actually was raised Catholic and a very strict Catholic, and here I was raised in a Christian home and and um, with the the power of God and wanted to experience the power of God. So there's a dramatic difference, and uh, God just dealt with me about that scripture: "How can two walk together except they be agreed?" And I started to look at our life, you know, five years, two years down the road, and say, "Where is this going to be?" In the future, if this is going to be the girl that I'm going to marry, how's this going to play out? And uh, I just knew that there was there's going to be some differences that were going to take place, yes. and so it, it, I just kind of thought it out a little. So we're going to take a, a, a short break right now. We're going to come back and find out how Pastor Bobby got free from that soul tie. Okay. Bobby, when we left um, to take a short break, we, we talked about a soul tie. And that was what was between you and the lady that you were living with. Yes, ma'am. Now, can you tell me what happened to get free of that? Uh, I remember it was one Sunday morning, and uh, you had mentioned it to me and uh, explained to me what a soul tie was and how I was living with another woman outside the bonds of marriage and it wasn't, you know, biblical as far as it wasn't ordained by God. And uh, it was something that I knew that was not right. And so when the anointing fell on me, it was something that I wanted to take care of. Now tell me, how, how did that, you know, I term it soul tie affect you? I mean, how did it affect your emotions, your makeup, everything about you? Uh, it was, I mean, it, it, it basically, that took my whole life. I mean... Being with this other person, I mean, I always made sure that, you know, she was taken care of or at the time she was actually, she had, her father uh, was in the, like the final stages of cancer. Mm. And uh, so... Man, what a time to like have to leave. Yeah, I mean, it was the final six months of his life. I took care of this man and pretty much told her father that, uh, you know, I would take care of her and that he didn't have to worry. So I kind of felt the pressure on me. But I remember when I when I told God that, you know, I was there for him and that anything that he called me to do, that I was willing to do it. He basically told me that he would take care of her, that this was, you know, now, didn't you, feel like, didn't you feel like you were in love with her? Yes, I did. So how do you go from just obeying? I mean, God gave you a, a command. He said, you know, you're going to follow me, and, and you needed to split from this beautiful girl who you're in love with. How did you do that? Well, I remember you preaching a while back, and it was uh, 
basically that you had a good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. Yes. And I wanted the perfect will of God. Yes. I had had a I had a relationship in high school that lasted four years, and so the long-term relationships in that one, you know, you kind of think that that was going to be the woman that you're going to marry, and, yes. and uh, then I'm in, involved with this person. But I wanted the perfect will, and then when God said, how can two walk together except they be agreed, and she being part of another religion, and I'm believing a certain way, I wanted to make sure that this, you know, that's a big step. So. Yes. And so what happened? I made the decision, and um, you had asked me that day, you know, and, and basically explained to me what it was and said that I could come back that evening, and if we wanted to pray about it, we could deal with it. And I remember to this day <laughs> just saying, well, can't we just take care of it now and get it over with? And this is a big problem. Yes, it was. With people, right? Yes, it is. It's a soul tie situation. And so we just prayed for you, and God set you free. God completely set me free, and I remember walking out after that. Yes. And people just say that I was completely changed on the outside as yeah. well as on the inside. And when you walked out the door of our office where we prayed for you, you walked straight into the girl that is now your wife. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> little, little did I know. Little did you know. God had her standing outside the door. Listen, God may have your mate standing outside some door that you have to go into when you're obedient to Him. But we're going to go right now to God's prophet of performance, Dr. Christian Harfouche, and hear more great preaching and teaching. That way. Take a moment and tell you, Jesus is interesting. Jesus in the Gospel of Matthew alone, I didn't even go through all of it. I just went, I, I skipped a bunch of it. But here's Jesus talking. And um, everybody say, certainty. certainty. Everybody shout, absolute assurance. Absolute assurance. Now watch this. He said, they will fear no more. They will not be dismayed. They will not lack. How did God bring them there? They were fed. All they, all they did was choose to be fed into it. Right? Now, the, the word is what he's talking about. And it's written in your, heart. and in your, mind. so what did it change? Heart. And what? Mind. So it changed your perception. All that happened is when your perception was changed, there was no fear, there was no dismay, and there was no lack. You catching this? Yeah. So all you did was take the word and make the willful choice. To crown it as the source of your convictions. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now here's Jesus talking. He uh, sees in the fourth chapter of, um, of Matthew some disciples. And he says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. I will what? Make you. Now, now look at me for a minute. Did he say, I will try? No. 
So if you follow, he will. Did you get that? If I preach any more revelation, I will be cut up to glory. See, you're sitting here, and maybe people look, you, you just, man, oh yeah, that'll be great when that happens. I can't wait until the time comes when there's no lack, when nobody lacks, when there's no fear. No, if you will follow, He will make you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Follow me and I will make you. Not try, not could, not possibly, not mine. I will make you. Follow me and I will make you. Fishers of men. He said in the seventh chapter of Matthew. He said, uh, I will liken him unto a wise man. These are the I wills of Jesus. What was he talking about? He said, if you hear these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him. He that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man that will build his house on the rock. Glory to God. You can build on the word. Hallelujah. Your house can be built on the word. I feel the anointing. Hallelujah. Your house can be built on the word. Your house is built on the word. Are you here? Your house is built on the word. The house of your life. The house of your call. The house of your today. The house of your tomorrow. The house of your fellowship. The house of your provision. Is built on the word of God. You can build on the word. And what's built on the word cannot sink and cannot fail and cannot fall. Hallelujah. It can't fall. What's built on the word. It can't fall. You might not even have a piece of ground to build a house on. Not a half acre, not an acre. Nothing. But if you have the word, you're building. And if you have the word and you're doing it, you're building. And what you're building can't be knocked down. I'm in it. I've been fed. Are you here? I'm in it. He said in the 8th chapter of Matthew, I will be thou clean. The leper came and said, if you will, you can. He said, I will be. I will be. I will be. He could have he come with anything. He didn't have to be a leper. He could have been a sinner. If you will, you can make me righteous. I will be righteous. He could have been broke. If you will, thou canst make me rich. I will be rich. He could have had no open doors. God opened a door for me. I will have an open door. He could have never seen victory in his entire life. 
God, I need victory. I will have victory. It didn't matter what it was. If Jesus said, I will, then it must be because his heavenly father's will was for him to be willing to supply for the people the father's will. That's why he taught us to pray thy kingdom come or your rule and your reign come, your will be done. As it is in heaven. Glory to God. And that's why Jesus shed a little more light on it and say, you're not going to look and see the kingdom of God come with observation. Lo, the kingdom of God is within you. And then he shed a little more light and sent his disciples and he said, when you go somewhere, heal the sick, cast out devils, raise the dead, and then tell them the kingdom of God has come upon you. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There is no sorrow in heaven. Let there be no sorrow in his house on earth. There is no sickness in heaven. Let there be no sickness in his house on earth. There is no lack in heaven. Let there be no lack in his house on earth. My God! I will be thou clean. Jesus said I will to everything his heavenly father was willing for. Now it was the heavenly father's will for thousands of years. But when Jesus came, his will became available because there was an anointing to supply his will. He said in Matthew 8, 7 to the man, I will come and heal him. Notice that. These are decisions. I will come and heal him. Not come and pray for him. Not come and hope he'll get a healing. So when did Jesus change? He didn't change. He's still still in the absolutely certain outcome. He's still promising an absolutely certain outcome. I will come and heal him. I will be thou clean. It's awesome. Awesome. I love this. Welcome back to Miracles Today. And I'm here with the founder of International Miracle Institute, Dr. Christian Harfouche. But we call him Doc. <laughs> How are you doing, Doc? I'm doing great. So, so, so what, were you, what were you telling me about earlier? Well, I was talking about the purpose of uh, the anointing behind this end time ministry. Right. That the hour that we're living in, such an hour of prophetic destiny, as the multitudes are accepting Christ as their personal Savior, it's not the destination. It's actually the point of initiation and start. Okay, so what you're saying is like when somebody gets born again, that's, that's only the... Well, of course, their, their name it's is... It's the greatest miracle. Okay. It's the most wonderful thing that could ever happen. Right. Angels sing in heaven. Hallelujah. But it's not the end. Mm-hmm. It's the beginning of powerful, supernatural, dynamic uh, acts that will bear witness to the Lordship of Jesus on earth. But wait and a minute. The, How does a person get from born again, spirit-filled, to doing miracles? Well, this is where the anointing and the call of this ministry will activate 
as well as educate yes. the believer. Activate the believer. You're listening and viewing and uh, in your heart, there's an activation. Why? You're going to heaven. You're born again. You love the Lord. But you know, there is a place. There's a role. There is something for you to do. Uh, there's a purpose for you, a destiny yes, for you. Yes. That's activation. Yes. After that comes revelation and education, impartation. Wow. Okay. Revelation, education, and impartation. That is where the Word of God <laughs> yeah. gives us the knowledge of who we are in Christ and what we are here to do and what kind of unlimited authority and dominion we have yes. through His name to demonstrate that He's alive. Yeah, but, but, but you're a preacher of the gospel. I'm a preacher of the gospel, right? Yes. Every believer is called to be a preacher of the gospel. Yes. But, but I'm talking about getting from being born again, getting filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, and then getting all the way over here to performing the miraculous through the power of Jesus Christ. You're telling me, and I'm, I'm asking you, yes. that every believer can do that, and they can learn that through the International Miracle Institute. Well, the Lord said, Jesus said, these signs shall accompany, or these wonders will accompany those that believe. He never said they will accompany the apostle, prophet, etc. They will accompany the ministry gifts, of course, but what gives us and a, a, a mandate mm -hmm. is our mantle, our anointing to equip and educate the believer. We're not called to do the work on ourselves. We are called to reveal to the heart of the believer but what about the their ability. But what about the people that, 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 you know, they think, okay, pastor's supposed to do the work in the ministry and I just attend church on Sunday morning. Well, those are the people that I'm talking to right now. <laughs> They've been activated. Okay. They know, you know deep in your heart that you're not out there working to make a living and that's it. That you're not on earth just to get by. There's something that is not satisfied in your life, even though you are happy and you rejoice about eternity. Right. Well, why is it that the temporary is a lesser gratifying experience? It is because there's a purpose and a destiny in your life that necessitates your activity and your function and your living in supernatural behavior. And this can only come through education, revelation, and impartation <laughs> because you've already been activated, but you need to be educated in how to heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils, call in the resources necessary to carry the gospel to the rest of the world. And that's the truth. Listen, you are probably like I was when I first got born again. I married this prophet, so thank God, because otherwise I wouldn't have, you know, been able to get trained up as fast as I've been trained up. But you cannot go any further in God. I mean, just flat out bottom line. You can't go any further in God unless you invest in your future. You invest in education. Go to the phone right now, pick it up, yes. dial that number, get International Miracle Institute, because if you do, I am telling you of a certain that your life will never, ever be the same. God will answer all of your questions. Peace of mind, righteousness, and joy will be yours. So join us again next time for more happy endings and new beginnings.